We are live, if I'm not mistaken, for the Mike and Mario show. And uh, excited to be back once again and uh, doing something somewhat different, streaming live on the Manico 64 channel as well as Rethinking the Dollar. So definitely going to ch- get a chance to collaborate and connect and see what some uh, thoughts and opinions are from both sides of the, of the pond are. But before we dive in further, i got a lot of interesting topics. Uh, Mario, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well, uh, Mike. It's a beautiful day here in London. <laughs> Summer has finally arrived. And uh, Rudy, my wife, and I went to the park, and he had a nice swim. Yeah. In so, and how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, my friend. Doing good. Got up and uh, hit the gym, pumped some iron, and feeling a little bit uh, rejuvenated. And my day has yet to really begin. So, uh, looking forward to getting out in the sun and having some fun and taking care of some business as well. But uh, before we do that, lots of things on the surface worth talking about. And so um, I want to preface all this with the fact that, as we were talking beforehand, a lot of the charts, information, stories is coming out, things that are very juicy in nature. Take it with a grain of salt, just because most of the information that we're gathering is usually it usually comes from the mainstream media in some capacity. And that's where it's like, ah, you know, I'm kind of skeptical. So I'll say all that by leading you to the fact that basically do your own research, make sure you're well-informed and engaged before you take all this information in as factual, just because I'm, I'm getting more cautious these days. But uh, for those who are tuned in, definitely hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. And uh, we're going to get to the Q&A side, and we'll try to open up the phone lines uh, and uh, see if you guys want to call in and share a quick thought or idea uh, before we bring this to a conclusion. But let's get to the chart of the day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we have the chart of the day here. So you share this with me. You actually code it and, and share some thoughts on this. I'll let you uh, shine your light on it. And I'll also piggyback on it. But here we got the U.S. debt at this current moment at right, right above 32, about 32-ish trillion. And they're yeah. saying that the forecast could be 55 trillion. But, you know, share your thoughts on this. What do you, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the I saw this on Twitter just uh, about half an hour ago and I sent it to you. Uh, I mean, the first thing you you think uh, when you look at that is will it be able to get there mm-hmm. <laughs> by 2033 at 55 trillion and this is of course a forecast by the congressional budget office and uh, they they usually take the data from congress and how much they're going to spend and tax mm-hmm. but there's usually some crises that pop up that disrupt everything i remember when George Bush Jr. took over in 2001, um, there were projections that the national debt, not the deficit, the national debt would be paid off by 2008. <laughs> and uh, well, uh, we know that that never happened because of yeah. uh, 9-11 and then uh, all the wars and then 2008 crisis. So, yeah, my question is, will we ever be able to get there? Uh, I don't think so. I think something's going to happen. And uh, that mountain of uh, national debt is going to collapse. And and that's just the national debt. It's not the unfunded liabilities. It's not the uh, corporate and and personal debt, uh, which I think in the U.S., if you add everything up, it's more like uh, $250 trillion. I think. Yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting because if we're able to view this clock or not, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm actually looking for actually bringing up the clock uh, now, but if we're mm-hmm. able to view these astronomical numbers here, uh, so is the rest of the world. And that's why I'm assuming yeah. they're speeding up their 
of course to try to add alternatives and maybe, diversify maybe and could, everything in between would you say so sorry about that maybe you could try the uh time clock there uh go go forward on the top right hand side yeah try 2027 let's see where they're seeing 2027 let me see here it has us at 42 trillion and counting yeah, so. and uh, yeah, unfunded liabilities two hundred and forty-seven trillion and counting. The numbers just don't stop. It seems so. Yeah. So long story short, between now and beyond, possibly this year, we're going to see uh, some, some changes to the monetary paradigm, and of course, it will not be favorable for the USD as well as the euro and everything in between. So perhaps might be more competition put out there, but. I uh, thought that was interesting to bring to your attention as a chart of the day. But let's jump into a couple other stories here. So I wanted to um, we can actually just jump on the um, the uh, Wells Fargo situation before we get into the Russian hacking hacks. Alleged. Alleged. I got to preface everything with the word alleged. So here's an alleged uh, screenshot from uh, someone who I guess wanted to share this. And it's kind of gone viral since. But apparently Wells Fargo has been experiencing, as it says here, emergency conditions and they limit withdrawals of a thousand dollars. And so I saw something, another article that talked about uh, you still can have access to let me go. You still have access to normal banking and whatnot. It's just more so uh, when you go right in for withdrawals, it's a thousand. So I'm not sure what that is, but the cards and everything else still works as normal. So yeah. my point is this. I mean, I don't know how credible this is, but. It's definitely worth paying attention to just because it shows the overall condition of the banking sector where there's a lot of concern and caution amongst depositors, especially after all the March unraveling of SVB and everybody else and the continual contagion that I'm sure we're not hearing about at this current moment. But once again, it's one of those things where if you don't hold it, do you really own it? And of course, if it's in their possession, it belongs to them and you are a creditor to them. So just be aware of that. Because uh, yeah. any, any moment, anything can change. What are you thinking about this? Well, if it is credible that a lot of the Wells Fargo uh, branches are only paying out a thousand in cash, I, I think it's very serious because it shows that um, uh, the the banks are in trouble. That uh, uh, they're, they're uh, because your cash is their liability, and uh, in order to cover their liability, they have to sell assets, and, and we know that bank assets have gone down the tubes in the last. 18 months because the Fed raised rates so quickly. Uh, the Fed had even had to in, intervene in March and they opened that uh, BTFP, uh, Bank Term uh, Funding uh, Program. And that's reaching uh, already 100 billion. So yeah, it, this shows me that um, the banks are in trouble, that their uh, assets are worth a lot less than their liabilities. And, and that's why they're limiting the amount of cash. Again, I'm saying this, if this is really like all over uh, the Wells Fargo uh, branches, if that's yeah. true, then yeah, I would be worried. And uh, coupled with what's happening in the crypto, uh, how can I say, uh, crypto world, where they're going after the exchanges, it makes you wonder that, you know, a lot of people might be taking their money out of the USD into, into Bitcoin or whatever. Right, 100%. So also I see a super chat, so I acknowledge that. So it looks like, Mario, I'm a, I am able to see uh, from your side as well. But here's an interesting comment here. It says, difficult uh, if you need to pay a bill over $1,000. And I, I believe that all your automatic deductions and things of that nature are still, you know, oh, yeah, and done. 
It's just you know, you going to get on, cash. Huh? If you do it online, yeah. So fine. I think what this means is you can't take the physical. The paper. You can only take up to a thousand dollars physical, which isn't that much. I mean, it's only about eight hundred pounds. Right. Um, so you still swipe your if you swipe your card to pay a bill, you're good to go. It's just and so to me also this leads to the idea of them wanting to make sure they are able to control your transactions directly, and so this could be another situation where the the limiting of cash forces people and incentivizes them to use their card. Which is I want, which is a tool, which is a which is, which is a mechanism that they control and run solely, and it conditions people over time to accept the fact that hey, what's the point of carrying cash when I can just swipe my card? It's just, they'll say it's just the same, it's the same thing. So it's still it's still spin. So, but that's how they get people to condition them over time. So, but make of it what you may. It's just something we want to bring to your attention because everybody in this audience here they know what what's at stake and what we're up against here, and they know the importance of having something real and tangible in your possessions i was gonna clink some coins but i don't want to feel like doing all that but anyway um let's get to another story that i think is of importance as well just because we, we're not a, it's not uh, we're not i'm not sure if it's uh it's not trending as of yet but it's worth bringing to your attention because there's a couple screenshots here worth mentioning but it says pro ukraine hackers bring russian bank system to its knees coming from reuters or this uh what is this what is this website here this uh first post filtered through Microsoft start. So it's like, ah, I don't know here, but this is basically piggybacking on a tweet that was from a Igor Sushko. And so he's, let me see, just get, find out more about this guy here. He's born in Ukraine, American. And so he has 155,000 followers. So take the information that comes from him with a grain of salt. But these are some of the tweets he shared. And this picture here is just funny in of itself, but it yeah. says the entire banking system is at standstill nationwide because the ISP used for banking communication with the Russian Central Bank is down. Infotel, the ISP, is suspected to have been hacked by a pro-Ukraine group. And so here's another screenshot here showing act in the lack of activity uh, after, let me see, like about 11 or so, 10 a.m.-ish. And so screenshot he shared, and it says here uh, at 9 a.m., and then another one here says that uh, cyber.anarchy.squad appears to have taken credit. The group posted Infotel's full internet uh, internal client list of 100 out of a, out of 400 banks. The rest are credit institutions, car dealers, and whatever, whatever. So it yeah. seems kind of big if this is valid. Uh, again, I would take it with a big pinch of salt. I, I just right. uh, urged this story, and I saw nothing from Russia, like uh, Russian news. I saw... Uh, there's a Pravda Ukraine, and it was there. And this right. guy being originally Ukrainian, it could be just a bit of, uh, you know, uh, there's an old saying that the first victim of uh, war is the truth. So yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to say the least, just because at this current moment, who knows, but I, I would assume that there will be uh, a, 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 this is real, there'll be a, there'll be a response. I, I mean, there will be people like... Uh, I don't know if he's still on YouTube. I O Gray. He he would. Uh, he's English, based in uh, in Russia. If this is really happening, he'd probably be updating that. I don't know. But uh, what do you think uh, this means? Uh, you said that you think it could uh, okay. uh, lead to something in the West, right? So if this if this is real and it, it was a hacking a hack job done by a pro Ukrainian, to me, pro Ukrainian spells Western puppet entities. So. I doubt 
Ukraine has the intel to be able to pull something like this off if it's real. So definitely it's coming from the Western Western foes. And of course, this plays right in line with this upcoming summer of all types of events we're hearing over here from a cyber event to power outages to all types of things. If this is real and it is a legitimate attack upon Russian bank, they can look at this and take it as like an attack from exterior forces. And therefore, the West then could jump on this and say that we have, we have been hacked by Russia, you know, Russia, Russia has done this because in retaliation to. So it's one of them things where we do this, we'll see how they respond. And so it's like poking the bear. You can only poke the bear so much before it just comes out and unleashes on you. And then the West can say, aha, we got you. And now this plays into our narrative of, you know, the grid is down or something of that magnitude. And it just helps the globalists do their continual agenda. But uh, let me acknowledge this, uh, this girl, OG, OG, if I'm not saying this incorrectly. Yeah, Since if you guys remember, I bought the house. I still have all my gold and silver. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I, I'm talking about uh, girl OGs in uh, Norway. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone, uh, one of my viewers asked me a few weeks ago about the Norwegian krona, uh, why it was so weak. And I had a mm-hmm. look at it. And uh, my, my view at the time was that Norway is heavily dependent on oil and gas. And oil and gas... Uh, we're supposed to wean off that in the West, and that won't be helpful for the Norwegian economy because I think 70% of their exports are oil and gas. And if we go um, net zero mm-hmm. and uh, focus on uh, electricity and uh, alternative forms of energy, that will be really bad for Norway. So I think that's why the market is uh, you know, uh, pre predicting like a, a weaker krona. But then I saw today that uh, Norway has got a new program that they're going to start mining for ba- battery metals under the ocean, under the oceans in Norway yeah. and uh, an area as big as Germany. So uh, I think uh, that's why they've done it, because if they don't try to, uh, Norway doesn't try to diversify right. oil and gas, they're going to be in trouble. Right. I think that's the same thing with the Middle East. They're doing that. They're doing They're trying to diversify as well, especially Saudi. So they're talking about trying to basically get away from oil as well, because I've heard over several last couple of years that their oil reserves is not as strong as they pretend. And so they need to begin doing some different things. So we will see. We will see. Let's get to some more stories then since we're at yeah, it. Me, uh, there's uh, been some comments. I haven't looked at it. I think my wife has listened to a little bit of it about this uh <laughs> whistleblower about aliens some people <laughs> have you heard of it i don't yeah. know what i was I, with a saw some headlines but I, i've stayed away from it just because i have a I, my viewpoint on whole extraterrestrial ufo stuff as we talked about this months ago at this current moment they're gonna throw everything at us and so it's gonna be another topic to distract us and i'm not more i'm not concerned with aliens rather than the spiritual concerns that you know the demonic forces principalities and powers are are, are trying to push upon humanity. So I'll let them worry about the aliens. I'll focus uh, on the spirit. Uh, but. Uh, my comment said, uh, maybe the aliens are in Wells Fargo. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think someone asked me the same question through my Patreon and I replied, the only uh, positive uh, about an alien invasion or an alien threat would be that uh, the whole world would have to get together and, and we wouldn't have the enemies we have anymore, like Russia and China. We would get together. But uh, 
the disadvantage, of course, is that they could justify a one world government because they could say, oh, we need to, uh, you know, gang up together to fight this threat. But uh, I, I, this guy apparently was a former Pentagon official or whatever. And can you yeah. trust really people from those mm-hmm. neck, that neck of the woods? Uh, not one bit. And that's why it's one of the things where I question it. I question the timing of everything. Like, as I mentioned, they're throwing everything at us. And so out of every story that's been thrown our way over the last, what, six months that we've been in 2023, the, the primary focal point for everybody that's involved in this communities, these communities here is, is the monetary system. Like, you know, ports of gold and silver, which they don't want. No, they don't want none of that to really take the headlines and become a primary topic and focal point at the same time the banks are having issues and of course the current crypto crackdown with the binance and coinbase is something that a lot of people are concerned with over here and then also you shared an article about uh the mortgages let me grab that one uh in uh the the withdrawing uh let me see if i can find it real quick let me grab it here uh, do i got it uh let me see i don't i didn't grab it anyway but I'll go yeah, grab it I think what you said is right. They're, they're trying to throw us a lot of distractions outside the financial system because the financial system is actually in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. You sent me a chart as well. I think of the um, the net uh, net QE uh, of yeah. the uh, of uh, well, there you know the the Fed's supposed to be to be doing quantitative tightening, yeah. but they're actually uh, they're actually doing QE. And, and that's why the stock market has been so strong because they yeah. can't afford to to do QT, and especially after the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, funnily named um, fiscal responsibility act. <laughs> Things are going to get even more difficult for the bond markets because, uh, yeah, the U.S. government is just going to have to borrow trillions and trillions. I mean, mm-hmm. we showed that. Right at the beginning, we're going to go to 55, 60. It could be 80 trillion in 10 years. Who knows? Uh, this yeah. could be. And, and uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the whole problem. That's the biggest threat to prosperity and the health of the United States and the Western world and the whole world because. Yeah, humanity the, in general. <laughs> yeah, the world, whole world is still heavily dependent on the dollar. It's mm-hmm. still 60% of uh, world uh, foreign exchange reserves and, and even countries that have been loading up on gold uh, for the last 18 months, they're going to suffer too. Yeah, but yeah I they're agree. They're not going to suffer as much as those countries who have neglected uh, getting some some weight. Yeah. Now, let me just, uh, for those who might, may, may not be able to read this, it says, fair QT inception to date, the quote, plan was 750 billion of quantitative tightening it says the quote end result is 100 billion of qe instead (laughs) and so uh, just the beginning and then i think i saw an article saying that within the first 24 hours of the fiscal responsibility act there was 300 or something billion added or something it was a much larger number that just basically showed that they're not too responsible whatsoever because responsibility basically means continual expansion uh, through debt. So it's like, ah, okay, at this current moment, that uh, is just more of the same. And speaking of which, let me share something else. And uh, I have all my topics here. We kind of backwards yeah. all the way around here. But I got a good comment here in my chat. It says, save fiat to sell as wallpaper in a few years. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. 
I'm able to see them. Let me see. I, what I'll do is uh, we, we'll get a couple more articles here and then we'll go to Q&A yeah. and I'll have them highlight. Uh, just put at question first so it'll stand out so I can see it and put it on the screen here. Uh, but he, here's another interesting, well, not interesting, but it's just, it just goes to show where we're currently at now. So it looks mm-hmm. like Argentina will officially add a new note in, in the 2000 uh, Bill Peso. And I was watching this little short video clip here and it just shows people uh, basically walking around with bags of cash. Like it's, it gets to the point now where you can't, you know, you buy a cup of coffee without having to pull out bags of cash. And it showed a guy walking through the street uh, with just large wads of cash. He's yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Going, I've, seen I've seen that little video. Yeah. I, I think what's going to happen soon is that they're going to do a like a reset where mm-hmm. they'll lop off three zeros of the of, off the notes. So a 2,000 uh, peso note will become a two peso note. Mm-hmm. So people who lose out are people who save in, in, in those in that currency, who leave it in the bank. So um, I guess we're not there yet here in the West, but uh, who know who knows? I mean, things are, are crazy. Right. Um, but I think Argentina, they, they they somehow they get along because they've been used to it for so many right. decades. It's right. Just, right. And, and that's a prime example of everybody, or not everybody, but the, you know the primary person that I can keep in contact with down there regularly. You know, all his life savings is either real estate because his family is you know fairly wealthy. They bought several properties throughout the city they live in, and then they keep dollars. And so when I, they don't really concern themselves because they get paid in, in pesos, convert the dollars, and then they only use pesos for the bare minimum for groceries and bills and stuff like that. So. But I'm thinking, well, like, what about the point when a dollar, you know, what, what happens well, when a dollar there, becomes a problem? You know, the, the only thing that will uh, help you are, are gold and silver, I think. Some people think it might be Bitcoin as well. They could be right. But that's what's going to happen. And <laughs> can you imagine in Argentina and all those countries that are dependent on the dollar? They're, they're going to be in trouble, too. But I'm sure there are uh, Argentinians who are probably... Uh, hopefully buying some gold and silver too. Right, right. All right, let's get to, uh, let's just touch on, are you, you're interested in touching on the political charades here. So this article yeah. here. This, I, I, I saw uh, that Trump could get 100 years, yeah. Yeah, Donald Trump facing 100 years in prison after being served seven more criminal charges. And I'm thinking like, what, what, what once again, what, what, what about the timing of this? How convenient is this? Another thing thrown away. And I've seen several videos of people responding like in outrage, like this is ridiculous. You know, last couple of weeks ago, Biden was confirmed at receiving bribes. Everybody in his family got paid and nothing. The GOP, they did nothing. I'm like, come on now. Like they're drawing out people's emotions and getting people drawn into this, uh, this web of confusion. It's like, it's all, it's all, it's a game to them, but it's our lives, unfortunately. So I can see how people have a vested interest in this, but once again, like it, it doesn't really, it, it won't impact our lives in the long run because things will continue to take their course. And then here's another little, uh, let me grab this one. And here's another political, political charades is DeSantis campaign using AI generated images of Trump hugging and kissing Fauci. And I'm thinking like, this is another guy who is running against Trump. He's his comp- so-called his competitor. But what about the people who on the other end of this, like we're the ones that need people that supposed to be representing us not fighting amongst themselves, but people are fighting against the, the, the forces that are trying to suppress and oppress us continuously. But these guys up here making this politics of charade game. Anyway, go ahead. 
Well, I, I think uh, these are these stories are just a symptom of the collapse of uh, the currency, uh, a symptom of the inflation, and uh, it permeates through politics, through uh, society, like the woke culture. It permeates through finance. It per permeates through the morals of society, and, and we've seen it happen many times before in the history of the world. The last time in the Western world, it was uh, Germany, Weimar Germany and Central Europe after World War I and with the Weimar hyperinflation. There was loads of political uh, uh, conflict. I, I mean, Germany, uh, I think the uh, Kaiser abdicated in, uh, at the end of the war and then they, they, it became a republic and you had like places like Bavaria trying to break away from the German, the Weimar Republic, political assassinations, and uh, you, you had uh, inflation. Uh, I mean, that's all, all it is. And um, it's not going to end well. And I think this also is going to make a lot of people divide uh, and divide people even more. And that's not good for a country to function when there's so much division. Uh, right. But again, I, I think the powers that be know that they're in trouble. So they want to keep the limelight away from them and keep people at each other's necks. They don't right. want people. That's why they probably don't like RFK Jr. Because he seems to want to unite both sides. He's got support both on the far left and the far right. They hate that. So that's why they have to make sure he doesn't uh, go that far. So that's what I think it is. Yeah. And I think with this Trump situation in particular, like if, if they keep him, you know, if they draw this out, keep him tied up in court battles or whatever, it's going to mess with his presidential campaigning and stuff like that. And of course that plays into their agenda of trying to distract us even more. And so it, it allowed, it'll probably allow DeSantis to steal some of the shine. And of course I have my suspicions about DeSantis and his origins and things of that nature. So it's like, eh, we'll find out, but just expect more distractions and inversion tactics. Let's get into some uh, geopolitical news real quick, and then we'll take some questions. Um, you sent me this article here about uh, the U.S. <laughs> spreading mm. their tentacles even further, linking up with Taiwan and Japan drone fleets to share real-time data. Real-time data for what? What are they? What are they? What are wow. they practicing? Where are they working towards? <laughs> when I I haven't really read, to be honest, the article, but I saw this headline a couple of days ago, and I thought to myself, "Well, there you go. They're provoking China." Because this is just uh, the Chinese, I'm sure they've seen this and they're saying, well, there you go. And that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. And um, it, it's something to do with uh, empires when they, they're challenged. Uh, I think it was an American guy who called it uh, Thucydides' trap. Uh, and it's a theory that uh, when empires are have been, you know, when they're falling in, in power, they have a lot of debt like the U.S. and uh, they have a, chal a challenger like China. Uh, there usually is a war because uh, the empire of the day doesn't want to give up that power. So uh, I think that's what hap is happening vis-a-vis -vis China. I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but I see a lot of, uh, even people that I used to admire and listen to, years ago who are becoming very anti-Chinese and uh, who want like blood. 
I mean, I think I sent you something from uh, Kyle uh, Bass. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me grab that real quick. A, a, a rabid, uh, a rabid anti-Chinese. I'm not defending the Chinese, but uh, I personally think uh, it's better to cooperate and trade and tr try to be peaceful. Then, uh, yeah, maybe competition is a good thing. Uh, it, it seems like. Uh, America just wants to stay number one uh, through using force. And I don't think that's a good thing. And I think the rest of the world is getting tired of that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Kyle Bass. Well, apparently it's because now the Chinese are going to set up uh, some kind of uh, office in, uh, in Cuba. In, Correct. In, yeah. That was the next thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. The so. thing is, you know, uh, like Kyle Bass was outraged with this, but mm -hmm. the thing, uh, America is all over the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so the America fact that China is deciding to come towards this side is like, oh, not like so. We'll, oh, we'll oh, see how dare they. But that's all part of uh, Thucydides' trap when mm -hmm. uh, you know the emperor, you know, he becomes outraged when the challenger uh, dares uh, to come near his. Uh, backyard so to speak yeah and so this here for those who may not be familiar it says an eavesdropping facility in cuba roughly 100 miles from florida would allow chinese intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the south southeastern u.s where many military bases are located and monitor u.s uh, ship traffic and so officials familiar with the matter said that china has agreed to pay cash strap cuba several billion dollars to allow it to build the eavesdropping station there so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Uh... The other thing I would say, it's coming from the Wall Street Journal. So Correct. <laughs> Another one of things. Okay. If you remember uh, the big short, uh, uh -huh. those two young guys who were the options traders, and yeah. they went to their friend at the Wall Street Journal to try to like say, look, these uh, rating agencies are lying and stuff uh, about this. And he said, no, I can't write about that because I'd lose my job. So you have to take that with a big pinch of salt about the Wall Street Journal, what they're writing, because I think the Chinese probably already uh, spy mm -hmm. on, on the U.S. Mm -hmm. I, I think they've got a presence in Panama, in the Panama Canal, and yeah. uh, they, they've got, don't they own part of L.A., the port of Los, Long Beach? I, they, own, they own a good chunk of manufacturing resources and hubs here in our country. So, And, of course, remember they had, remember they had the, 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 the balloons that was floating around the country, so they did an intel. <laughs> So, yeah, I'd imagine it's a lot easier way to get, you know, because it was it's satellites, you know, saying they're supposed to be out in space looking down at us. Okay. Um, what else? Let's want to get some Q&A questions then? Sure. All right. So let's uh, let's put it out there. So for those who are tuning in, and so I, I can't see pretty much everything uh, question-wise. So highlight question at, or just put question then or or put question or, or comment. Or something question, like that. Just yeah. make it with a question mark. And yeah, we'll so it'll, it'll, it'll stand out. And yeah. uh, we can get that going. And then also, uh, for the sake of shaking things up a little bit, I figure we I wouldn't mind taking a, a couple calls as well. So if you guys want to call in and uh, share a thought uh, yeah. or comment or question, feel free to do that. So the I actually thing put that information is, uh, for people to hit the like button, both on Mike's channel and my channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let me, I got a couple little things here. Support the channel, hit the thumbs up button. Yeah. And so feel free to put question mark in the chat and I'll put it on the screen. Or if you got a thought or yeah. a comment, short and simple, 
feel free to give me a call and I'll try to get you guys on air and uh, make it a real talk show type of format. So we'll go a couple minutes and then dial off and get ready to have a good uh, relaxing weekend for the most part, because the next week will be more drama as well. Um, question. Here's one from unprepared, unfinancial preparedness, UK financial preparedness. It says, have you seen that JBS are looking to build a lab grown meat factory in Spain? They are big partners of the world economic forum. I covered it earlier on my channel. Um, UK, I have not. That's just one of many different topics that uh, are de is designed to get our attention. I haven't at all. And I know that the, I think Beyond Meat, that company is not doing too well. So some of those companies are yeah. getting a lot of pushback. So hopefully that continues. Yeah. And I uh, actually, I went, we went to the park today uh, with Rudy, my wife and I, and there's another dog and he was playing with the, uh, the dog and the owner was Romanian. And he said that King Charles likes to go to Romania because uh, a lot of the produce and the food and the wine there is all organic. So, yeah, the, the powers that be, they love the organic stuff that's good for you. But for right. us, they're pushing this stuff. And I'd imagine in their private, they're, under their ownership, they probably own a lot of uh, organic type farms and stuff like that for their own sake. And they, of course, oh, yeah. they try to feed us all types of stuff. But Nick's fan says, you tired of U.S. hegemony, but what's the alternative? <laughs> well, uh, well, you go first. I was going to say alternative. One of the alternatives is self-sufficiency, you know, de less dependency on the system itself, knowing that what they're doing is designed to hinder and to hold you back rather than taking control of things as according to what you can do for yourself, being less dependent upon a system, not being in debt, trying to have assets that produce for you rather than you being dependent upon the system. And those type of steps will lead to more of a financial sovereignty yeah. Yeah. type of role. But okay. uh, yeah, I guess you're talking about the individual on an individual mm -hmm. basis, but Correct. I think this question is more on a national basis or country basis. Uh, I think the alternative is that uh, nations respect each other and cooperate. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why should we have anyone in charge? And, uh, I think I don't really think China wants to rule the world. Uh, yes, they're they're strong and they have a big population and they'll be uh, strong economically. Uh, I think that's the alternative. I'm not saying why do we need a hegemon? Why can't we just uh, live uh, in peace? And uh, yeah, it, it won't be a utopia. But anyway, there's a question here from uh, 420 Cafe. Yeah. With silver premiums at 20%, it doesn't mean it doesn't seem worthwhile to buy silver anymore. I've switched to gold, much lower premiums to overcome. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I do have thoughts on silver premiums. Uh, I mean, here in the UK, uh, we don't only have the premiums, but we have the VAT. And the first time I bought silver back in 2003, uh, I thought, wow, this is a bit of a ripoff. But at the time, silver was three pounds fifty an ounce, and I had to pay four. Uh, and now it's like twenty, and I know it hasn't gone up as much as it should. So all I'm saying is, I, I think uh, you should not worry about the premium or the VAT because eventually you will kick yourself. <laughs> You'll right. be kicking yourself for not having silver. But I, I, I would, I keep trying to buy both. Uh, if I can. Well, real quick, Mario, you mentioned earlier about uh, the gold to silver ratio. Uh, wanted to touch on that real quick. 
and so before I see some more questions there, we'll get to those in a moment. I want to actually bring this up here because, and uh, let me see, because I wanted to do hear your thought because we didn't get a chance to finish it. But here you have uh, the gold to silver ratio as of today in real time. And so you were saying that uh, something about the, about the uh, premiums or something. You're talking about something in reference to this. Yeah, what were you saying? If you, it, if you could put it on a, on a, in, in a day, a day chart. More uh, let me see if I can. It won't, other than the 24 hour, this is the best I can get here. A weekly one, one week. Okay. Yeah. You see what I, what, what I'm saying, seeing here is that uh, silver is starting to outperform a little bit. And I know this has happened quite a bit in the last two and a half years. Uh, but when silver starts outperforming uh, gold, that's a positive for both gold and silver. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's encouraging. So, yeah. So I wanted uh, to mention that just because the person was talking about premium. So this is just, this plays into that. So, all right, let's get to some more questions. What else we got here? You see anything out here? Let me see here. So far, I haven't. Uh, let me see. No Someone uh, on the chat said from Romania uh, confirmed that what I said about the organic uh, farms there, that it's true. So there you go. Yeah. Now, but, so just, just not just Debbie Downer, but I had assumed the sky, they're still spraying in the sky, uh, quote unquote, chemtrails and that stuff lands. And so like, unless it's, you know, enclosed, I, I still question how pure the organic things are and of which I wish, I wish that wasn't the case, but I've just saw a video about yeah stuff that the stuff that hits the ground and what it's doing. It's like, ah, it's, do, do they, do they have that though in Romania? I mean, that's the thing I, mean, I assume it's everywhere, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a question here from William uh, PMCD. Uh, Hi guys. Wonder if you can please comment on South Africa and their power grid. Um. Oh, so other than I, I know that they were having um, uh, let me see, some issues there and they were restricting and limiting power uses throughout the day. Uh, let me see. I haven't, I haven't checked in on it recently, but it, it doesn't surprise me at all that that's the case. Yeah, and, I mean, I uh, remember hearing about it a few years ago that their infrastructure is not in great shape. So uh, I think they have a lot of problems in South Africa with... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't really talk too much because I don't know. But uh, you know the corruption there and stuff. Yeah, here's a here's a headline. Here it says South Africa power crisis will continue in 2025, and blackouts will take five years to phase out. So this is from the conversation. So this is uh, two days ago. So let's just know that there's there's nothing really changing there, other than just more issues there. So maybe, maybe um, there's someone here from South Africa who could, uh, you know, confirm that. You know. Yeah. That, uh, the, the money is not going into, you know, uh, the right places, you know, the infrastructure money. Yeah. What else here? We got a question. Any thought? I saw, was that low blood pressure? Any thought on Turkey? The Turkish, the Turkish, talk about the Turkish oh, yeah. era tanking? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I, I just saw that Erdogan uh, picked a, a former uh, banker, Goldman Sachs banker to be the yeah. head of the central bank. She's a woman, first uh, yeah. woman banker in Turkey. So uh, it just goes to show that the bankers have their tentacles everywhere. <laughs> uh, so they, yeah, Erdogan's name's Erkin uh, to head uh, Turkey Central Bank policy pivot expected. So, and as a result of that, the announcement of a former banker, U.S. banker, uh, Lira just completely fell even further down. But it says Erkin, a former CEO of First Republic Bank, 
and managing director at Goldman Sachs takes the reins as Erdogan's yeah. re-election. He also worked for First Republic, which collapsed, didn't it? Uh, right. or were they, so, was First Republic taken over, or I'm not sure. By J.P. I think it taken over, and uh, they somehow shuffled the book some way to yeah. uh, limit the losses of uh, the bankers. She left the like, in uh, 2021, but uh... Uh, it says, "What do you guys think of UBI trial this week in England? Two area Geros. I think it was 1,600 pound, isn't it? I saw something about that. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a trial going on here in Michigan as well, in in, in Arbor for 580 dollars a month or something like that. So we're gonna see a lot more of these things pop up. But it, it, once again, it's their solution uh, yeah. for their how they create it. The thing is, uh, yeah, UBI Universal Basic Income." Uh, I think there are a lot of people who are already on UBI and they have been for years mm -hmm. uh, with the welfare state. So this is just probably streamlining it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, what do I think of it? Well, it, it doesn't incentivize people. It makes people more dependent and uh, unhappy. But and that's the thing, the average the average person don't even know that it's going to compound their problems. Like you know, literally, like because they're they're conditioned with the the, the numeral value of, of of currency. Where two thousand dollars, okay, that's two thousand either two thousand extra or it's two thousand. That means I don't have to do this or do that. But then again, it's going to show up in the grocery prices at some point in the yeah. near future. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, philosophically as well, it's like when you're growing up. Of course, your parents look after you, but. When you get older, you want to go and go on your own and uh, make a go of it yourself. And this is like uh, stopping that. It's saying, yeah, the, the the state will look after you and you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, right. I just think it's a sad, sad state of affairs. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where we're at. And it's, it's, it's just early summer, so I'm sure we'll hear more about UBI as time goes on. But uh, we're about that 40-minute mark, so you ready to get ready to dial back a little bit. And uh, I guess what, what's we got the FOMC next week? What do oh, you yeah. anticipate right. that quarter point? Because I think I think Canada backtrack a quarter point, Australia quarter point. So everybody's still continuing to hike a little bit. It looks like it, yeah. It looks like it, and uh, it's on the fourteenth, I think. So is it Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday the fourteenth. It starts on on Tuesday, but uh, the thing is, um, I personally think. Um, the central banks are still way behind the inflationary curve. Mm -hmm. And I know M2 has dropped a lot, but uh, there's still a lot of expectation. All the, the same people who thought it was going to be transitory, they think it's going to top and it's going to go back down to 1% or 2% and everything's going to be fine. And I don't believe it. Uh, but yeah, in the short term, the Fed's decision and the press conference will impact the markets, but it's all, all noise in my opinion. Uh, just yeah. keep an eye on that debt, <laughs> you know, that $55 trillion uh, tsunami that's coming our way. Yeah. <laughs> to refer to this chart right here that we started off with. So, um, yeah, so I, I think all eyes are on the BRICS. Uh, you know, the, uh, it's not just more and more mainstream news coming out talking about the BRICS and BRICS currency. I even hear talk about gold back, gold back. So we'll see. But the rest of the summer is going to be focused on the possible introduction of alternative to USD or some type of payment railway that'll lessen the, the, the stranglehold of the SWIFT system. So we'll see, but it's going to be an interesting summer to say the least, but banks are in trouble. So they got to scramble. 
Uh, what else? Other than that, that's pretty much it, man. I hope everyone had a great uh, chance to hang out with us and definitely hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for both uh, Manico 64 and RTD. And then also uh, this weekend, get out, enjoy yourself, get some sunlight, have fun, and try to unplug from the craziness. Thank God for all the blessings you have because if you're tuned in, then obviously you're still blessed beyond measure. So there's so much to be grateful for. So don't forget that. So other than that, uh, other than that, Mario, back at next week, same time, same place? Yeah. All right. All right. Be blessed, be safe, people. See you guys later. Peace.